Section three of Guelphs and Ghibellines by Oscar Browning. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter three Charles of Anjou, Manfred, Conradine, Sicilian Vespers. Whilst the Ghibelline party was pushing its advance in the north of Italy, it was not less successful in the south. Here its cause was maintained by Manfred, king of Sicily, the natural son of Frederick II. In 1261, Pope Alexander IV died and was succeeded by Urban IV, a Frenchman of humble birth. Immediately after his election, he directed his efforts to the revival of the Guelphic party. He turned against Manfred with savage zeal. He attempted, but in vain, to prevent the marriage of Constance, the daughter of Manfred, with the son of James, King of Aragon, an alliance which gave the house of Aragon a claim to the throne of Sicily. In his weakness and despair, he naturally turned for assistance to Louis the Ninth, King of France. It was natural that as a Frenchman he should seek help from his own sovereign, and that as Pope he should approach with confidence the most pious monarch in Christendom. The Pope offered the crown of Naples to Charles of Anjou, brother of saint louis charles was at this time forty-five years of age he held the country of anjou as a fief of the crown of france and the country of provence which he held in right of his wife placed him almost on an equality with the reigning sovereigns of europe his stern and cold but energetic character stands out in strange contrast to that of charles the eighth who followed him in a similar expedition two hundred years afterwards. Just as Charles of Anjou was on the point of marching into Italy, and Manfred was marshalling his Saracens to oppose him, Urban IV died. The sacred college, however, consisted mainly of cardinals of his nomination, and they chose as his successor Clement IV, who was, if possible, more closely devoted than Urban to the interests of the French. He invested the army of Charles with the character of crusaders, and treated the war against Manfred as a sacred war. Charles took the command of a fleet. He escaped the cruisers of Manfred, and with a thousand chosen soldiers sailed up the Tiber to Rome. In the meantime, his wife led an army of thirty thousand men across the passes of the Alps. As the Pope was at Perugia, Charles was crowned King of the Two Sicilies by commission. He accepted the following conditions. First, that in the case of failure of heirs, the crown should revert to the church. Secondly, that it should be tenable with the diadem of the empire as lordship of Lombardy or Tuscany. And thirdly, that he would cede to the Pope the Duchy of Beneventum and pay a subsidy to the Roman See. The two armies of Manfred and Charles met in the plain of Beneventum, not far from the place where the power of Rome was for a time destroyed by Hannibal in the Battle of Cannae. Manfred desired to negotiate, but Charles replied to him, Go and tell the Sultan of Nocera that I wish for nothing but a battle, and that today I will either send him to hell or he shall send me to paradise. Manfred was utterly defeated and lost his life and his crown. His naked body was brought to Charles, thrown across a donkey's back, and was denied Christian burial. 
it was first thrown into a pit at the end of the bridge of beneventum and each soldier of the army as he passed by cast a stone upon the body at a later period the bones of the heretic monarch were cast out of the kingdom by the order of the archbishop of cosenza and exposed upon the banks of the rio verde the battle was fought on friday february twenty sixth twelve sixty six manfred's wife and children were thrown into prison and afterwards put to death the city of beneventum was ravaged and destroyed the victory of charles had the effect of reviving the guelph party at florence guido novello count of batifolle who since the battle of montaperte had been the head of the ghibelline party in that city saw the necessity of coming to terms with his adversaries twelve guilds or corporations were formed seven of them of the higher occupations the arti maggiori such as the jurors consults the bankers the calimala or makers of fine italian cloth and five of the arti minori the tanners butchers and cobblers then was formed the nucleus of a commercial aristocracy which was to play an important part in the future history of the city but in the spring of twelve sixty nine charles established the guelph party in power with the help of eight hundred cavalry under the command of guy de montfort son of the famous earl of leicester the father of the english parliament charles was not allowed to hold the crown of the two sicilies without a struggle a young lad was preparing in the heart of germany an expedition to recover the possessions of his father the legitimate son of frederick the second was the emperor conrad the fourth conrad had at his death left a young son also named conrad but better known as conradin manfred did not deny his claim and affected to hold the kingdom of naples in his name conradin was now at the threshold of early manhood he had just been married and had been educated by his mother elizabeth at the court of bavaria in full knowledge of the rights to which he was heir he had always refused to fight against manfred for the recovery of his interests but he was now assailed by the entreaties of the different sections of the ghibelline party that he would set himself to attack the usurper charles the old comrades of manfred urged the youth to avenge his father the ghibellines of tuscany promised their assistance the great nobles of the valley of the po assured him that they were holding their armies at his disposition the french were represented as outraging every right of god and man conradin it was said would be received as a deliverer by the population of italy he could not resist the urgency of these offers supported by the instincts of his own chivalrous nature and the keen remembrance of his private wrong his cousin frederick of austria only a few years older than himself whose estates were at this time occupied by Ottokar, king of bohemia offered to share his danger after taking an affecting leave of his mother and wife at hohenschwangau that romantic nest of lakes in which the ill-fated ludwig of bavaria found a congenial home conrad crossed the brenner and arrived at verona toward the end of the year twelve sixty seven with an army of three thousand five hundred men he traversed lombardy without difficulty and was soon encouraged by two unexpected advantages rome and sicily declared for his cause the post of senator of rome was at this time held by henry of castile 
cousin of Charles of Anjou, and Frederick of Castile, his brother, had roused Sicily to support the Schwabian cause. At the same time, the Saracen soldiers of Manfred raised the standard of revolt in Apulia. Conradin was received with enthusiasm by the Ghibelline cities of Pisa and Siena. On Easter Day, 1268, the Pope, who was then at Viterbo, who had repeatedly summoned the lad to lay down his arms, solemnly excommunicated him. The young prince, by way of reply, paraded his army before the walls of the city. Clement, as he saw Conradin and Frederick of Austria ride past at the head of their troops, exclaimed to his cardinals, Behold, the victims who are being led to the sacrifice. Conradin left Rome, where he had been well received, on August 18th, to march into the kingdom of Naples. The most natural road for him to take would have led through the great Latin plain, which, stretching far to the south beyond the Alban Mount, unites itself with the rich expanse of Campania Felix. But the banks of the Gerigliano and the fortresses which defend the kingdom on this side were well manned, and Conradin's army was not large. He determined, therefore, to turn aside to Tivoli, and by rough mountain roads to reach that central heart of Italy where his grandfather had reigned supreme, and which he had covered with castles and cities of a unique and beautiful architecture. After his passage across the hills, Conradin reached the town of Taliacozzo, and descended by its steep streets into the plain which was at that time enclosed, at its further end, by the waters of the Fucin lakes. Of him it might be said, as of the priest Umbo, Te nemus anguitiae, vitriae te fucinus undar, te liquidi flavere lacus. The plain is of large extent. On its eastern side rise low and gently sloping hills, crowned by the old Roman garrison town of Alba Fucentia, whose massive walls are still nearly entire, and by the medieval castle of Scurgola. At a little distance lies the castle and city of Celano, the castle, one of the finest works of Frederick II, the town, the birthplace of Thomas of Celano, the author of that noble requiem hymn, the Dies Irae. Charles had reached the plain by crossing the steep mountain range over which runs the road from Aquila. Such was the field on which was to be fought what is perhaps the most important battle of the Middle Ages, known to us by the name of Taliacozzo, but it might more fitly bear the name of Scurgola. The numbers were unequal. Conradin had five thousand horsemen, Charles had only three thousand, and the issue of the battle might have been different, had not a stratagem been suggested to Charles by an old French knight, Alard de Saint-Valéry, who had just arrived on his way from the Holy Land, like Dessay at the Battle of Marengo. By his advice, Charles divided his army into three portions, two of which he set to guard the bridge over the river which traverses the plain. For the third he chose the flower of his host, and placing himself at their head, hid them in a small valley where they could not be seen by Conradin. The charge of the Germans was impetuous. The French army was entirely put to rout. Henry of Cosenza was killed. Saint-Valéry could scarcely restrain the impatience of the king. At length the fitting moment arrived. 
the german troops were scattered over the plain in small bodies reaping the fruits of their victory then the horsemen placed in ambush were let loose upon them and the army of conradin was entirely defeated henry of castile appeared in the field with his spanish troops too late to give assistance and was soon made prisoner conradin and frederick galloped from the scene of disaster and did not draw rein until they reached the sea as they were attempting to escape to sicily they were captured by one of the frangipani and imprisoned in the castle of astura their end may be told in a few words frangipani was forced to give up his prisoners and they were confined at naples charles went through the mockery of trying conradin as a rebel against himself his legitimate sovereign the arguments of justice were on one side those of force on the other the sentence of death was announced to conradin as he sat playing chess with his cousin frederick he was executed in the public square of naples just before his death he exclaimed how will my mother grieve when she hears of this and threw his glove into the midst of the crowd to be taken up by any one who would avenge his death frederick of austria and conradin's chief supporters met with the same fate henry of castile was spared conradin was the last of the line of hohenstaufen and this was the last serious attempt to establish the authority of germany over the whole of italy and to make the peninsula dependent on an imperial crown it was strange that the deliverance of italy should have been effected by a french army against the wishes of the italian people we have seen in our own time the first impulse to italian unity and to the expulsion of the austrians from the country given by a french army at the battle of solferino on the other hand it has been remarked that the death of conradin at naples was avenged by the surrender of napoleon the third at sedan the battle of tagliacozzo took place on august twenty third the death of conradin on october twenty ninth twelve sixty eight charles reigned for seventeen years after the defeat of conradin and died in january twelve eighty five the most important event during this portion of his reign was the massacre of the french in sicily commonly called the sicilian vespers in order to understand this event we must remember first that there was a claimant to the throne of sicily in the person of peter of aragon son of james who had married constance the daughter of manfred and generally that the position of charles depended upon the character and sympathies of the pope for the time being and that these were liable to constant change pope clement the fourth died just one month after the execution of conradin after which there was a vacancy of the holy see for thirty-three months this was favourable to the growth of charles's power and during this period he took part in the crusade of his brother saint louis in twelve seventy one an italian tebaldo viscount of piacenza was elected pope taking the name of gregory x the chief object of his life was the recovery of the holy land from the infidels and for this purpose he did his best to reconcile the two parties of guelph and ghibelline he succeeded in making peace between the two factions at florence he appeased the differences between the genoese and charles of anjou he put an end to the war which had broken out between venice and bologna 
but he saw that one of the most fruitful causes of disunion and anarchy was the interregnum of the imperial crown and he did not hesitate to secure the election of a strong emperor and to establish a formidable rival to the papal power after the death of frederick the second the imperial throne remained vacant or disputed for many years conrad the fourth was recognized as king of germany by the ghibellines and william of holland by the guelphs in twelve fifty seven richard earl of cornwall and alfonso king of castile had been elected kings of the romans by rival factions richard died in twelve seventy one alfonso still desired to preserve his title but it was not recognized by the pope at length in twelve seventy three the german electors yielding to the entreaties of the supreme pontiff elected rudolph of Habsburg emperor he was received by the german princes by the pope and by the church although he was never crowned at rome he was the founder of a long line of emperors who gradually converted an elective into an hereditary monarchy and his descendants sit on the throne of austria at the present day the last exploit of gregory x was to receive the submission of the greek emperor michael palaiologos and to draw up at the council of lyon rules which were to secure the speedy election of future popes they are in force at the present time and are a safeguard against the occurrence of an interregnum such as that which preceded his own election gregory was preparing to terminate his reign by a great crusade against the infidels in the holy land in which the kings of france england aragon and sicily should take part under the command of the emperor in person but before this could be accomplished he died suddenly in january twelve seventy six it will be seen that the pontificate of gregory the tenth however conducive to the peace of europe was not calculated to develop the power of charles of anjou after the death of gregory three popes succeeded each other in rapid succession in the space of a single year innocent v adrian v and john the twentieth in twelve seventy seven nicholas the third of the house of orsini was raised to the tiara and reigned for three years he showed plainly that he intended to follow in the footsteps of gregory the tenth he persuaded charles to resign his protectorate over tuscany and attempted to confine him within the limits of the two sicilies by encouraging the emperor rudolph to expect a solemn coronation at rome he obtained from him a recognition of the papal claims over romagna and the marches he manoeuvred to bring about a pacification between the guelphs and ghibellines both at bologna and at florence unhappily the shortness of his reign prevented him from completing his policy and witnessing its results after his death charles determined to secure himself against the recurrence of a similar risk he took the election into his own hands won over the friends and adherents of the last pope and obtained the elevation to the papal throne of a frenchman devoted to his interests simon de brie who took the name of martin the fourth this election consolidated the predominance of charles over the whole of italy the italian towns were filled with french troops charles resided with the pope at viterbo and never let him out of his sight at this moment when at the height of his power he was preparing to conquer constantinople his authority received a blow from an obscure hand 
the throne of sicily as has been already mentioned was claimed by peter of aragon who had married constanza the daughter of manfred a certain john of procida a noble of salerno who had been the physician confidant and friend of frederick the second and manfred and had supported the enterprise of conradin had retired to the court of aragon after the battle of taleocozzo from the year twelve seventy nine onwards he devoted himself to the double task of wrecking vengeance upon charles and of establishing the daughter of manfred in her rights he first went to sicily where he found everything prepared to favour his enterprise the island which had taken the side of manfred against charles was kept down by french soldiers with every species of brutality john advised them to wait for the fitting moment of revenge he then passed on to constantinople where he warned the greek emperor of the danger which awaited him and engaged him to assist the king of aragon with money in order that he might make a diversion in his favour as however palaiologus refused to do anything without the consent of pope nicholas the third john of procida contrived to obtain this and had just carried back to barcelona the news of the success of his mission when he was informed of the sudden death of the pope although as might have been expected an embassy from aragon was coldly received by martin the fourth john of procida did not lose hope he obtained money from palaiologus and persuaded peter to prepare an expedition to be used ostensibly against africa from which it might at any time be ready to cross over to sicily while he himself went to that island to foment the general discontent the massacre of the sicilian vespers which was the result of these long efforts took place on easter monday march thirtieth twelve eighty two the whole population of palermo was on that day on the road to Monreale to hear vespers in the magnificent church of the monastery a french soldier had the rashness to insult a beautiful girl under pretence of searching for arms the cry of muoia noi francesi death to the french was raised on all sides and every frenchman on the ground was killed four thousand persons were put to death on this night men women and children were indiscriminately murdered the whole of sicily was in revolt and peter of aragon was invited to assume the crown he disembarked at trapani on august thirtieth just four months after the massacre the fleet of charles was destroyed before his eyes by one of peter's admirals the two rivals determined to settle their quarrel by an appeal to the fortune of arms a curious sign of the times they agreed to meet at bordeaux on may fifteenth twelve eighty three and to fight against each other each at the head of a hundred knights sicily was to remain the prize of the conqueror the wishes of the population were regarded as immaterial the king of england was to guarantee the security of the place of conflict edward refused to give the guarantee demanded charles appeared at bordeaux at the time appointed it is uncertain whether peter ever came there or not but at any rate he declined to fight two months before he had been deposed by the authority of the pope not only from the kingdom of sicily but also from the throne of aragon which was given to charles of valois second son of philippe le hardi the last years of the life of charles of anjou were clouded with misfortune during his absence from naples his eldest son was taken prisoner by roger de loria 
grand admiral of sicily and the fickle people of naples proposed to transfer their allegiance to the king of aragon charles returned in time to prevent this from taking effect but the shock of ingratitude embittered his last moments the year twelve eighty five witnessed the death of the principal potentates who had been engaged in the struggle which has been narrated charles of anjou died on january seventh philippe le hardi who was engaged in conquering aragon for his son charles died after an unfortunate campaign at perpignan on october sixth peter of aragon succumbed on october sixth to wounds received in the same expedition and in the meantime pope martin the fourth the creature of charles had expired at perugia on march twenty fifth of section three